produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Adams on Agriculture. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're having a good day. and glad we're a part of it. And here's what we'll be talking about on the program today. Farm Progress Show in Boone, Iowa, less than two weeks away. We're going to get a lot of information as we prepare for the big show. Matt Youngman, Director of Trade Shows for Farm Progress, will join us. Also, a little bit later in the program, we're going to learn more about a big part of the show that would be going on this year. Always a lot of attention to the field demonstrations, the the harvesting. Well, also this year, tiling demonstrations will be going on. We'll talk uh, with someone that will be uh, very much involved in that a little later in the program. Immigration, are we getting close to an immigration vote? What might that vote uh, bring for agriculture and ag labor? We'll talk about it with Paul Schlegel with the American Farm Bureau Federation a little bit later on. But first, let's talk Farm Bill. Philip Brasher was with us from AgriPulse. And, Philip, thanks for joining us. I made the comment the other day, it's unusual in a Farm Bill year, coming down to the deadline, I realize the House is on a recess, so that's part of the reason it's kind of quiet. But there have just been so many other events with trade and other things. It seems like for a little bit here, the Farm Bill's been pushed to the back burner. But I would guess come Labor Day and right after Labor Day, that'll change. Yeah, yeah, no question. Glad to be here, too, uh, Mike. Uh, it, it's been very unusual from the beginning for this farm bill. It's, uh, it, it, there's not the controversy aside from the nutrition issue over in the House uh, with the food stamp program. There's has been the controversy, and now you're exactly right. The House is uh, not in session here for the month of August. The Senate is. Uh, the month they're back, uh, came back yesterday. But uh, it's definitely quiet, and uh, the clock is ticking. Says he has faith that Ag Committee Chair Pat by September 30th, but added the sky isn't going to fall if Congress doesn't get it done on time because lawmakers will still have time before the midterms to wrap up or even pass a one-year extension farm bill. What do you make of those comments? Well, that's, it's absolutely right. Senator Grassley's been around here a long time. And that's part of the problem. The real deadline, the psychological deadline is September 30th, and also a political deadline of the midterm election. But the real hard deadline is the end of the year. That's when the Congress adjourns. Um, and then if they don't finish something, they have to start over next year. Uh, just as importantly, the beginning of January is when permanent law kicks in and kicks in first for dairy. Uh, and uh, we've talked about the dairy cliff uh, past farm bills. Uh, and that's when uh, USDA would have to start buying up a lot of milk to uh, uh, start pushing the price of milk up under permanent law. Uh, something that's just unthinkable wouldn't happen, but what it does is it forces Congress to act. So that, that end of the year is the hard but isn't uh, the pressure really to have something done before the midterm elections, especially if, if we're still having all these trade issues? Now, maybe maybe the it would seem that they would want to have some positives uh, for agriculture with all the problems right now, have some positives going into those elections. You're exactly right, and I think that's why the reason we could really have a farm bill this year. Uh, Senator McConnell, uh, Majority Leader McConnell, uh, uh, sees this bill, 
I'm told as uh, uh, very important for election, uh, Republican chances of holding on to the Senate in November. Um, that and his interest in industrial hemp is why is why he is really driving to get this finished. And um, over the House, uh, you know, this trade uncertainty has certainly ca- caused some uh, political concern for Republicans, and uh, that's uh, it. Again, that's why a, a lot of folks think that uh, that uh, they might actually get this bill done, if not before September 30th, at least in October. Uh, so they've got it. Um, so the Republicans can talk about this going into the uh, election. It'll be interesting as the House members are wrapping up their recess, what they have heard from constituents back in their home districts on this recess about the farm bill and uh, getting it done, and perhaps about the the SNAP issue that is such a hurdle for them to overcome. Right, right. And how it will be important to see how uh, hard-line Republicans feel like conservatives over in the House feel like they need to be on this uh, SNAP uh, issue, food stamp issue, work requirements, uh, and how much leeway uh, Chairman uh, Mike McConnell, uh, House Ag Chairman Mike McConnell, has going in, in the in the negotiations, and likewise uh, the Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who would like to be House Speaker if Republicans could hold on to the House, uh, he needs conservative votes. Uh, so that so the leadership and and Mike Conaway, uh, that's uh, it's going to be very critical to see how much leeway they have in the negotiations, and that's going to depend on Well, no doubt. There's a lot of work going on even while they're on recess. How quickly do you think we'll start seeing something once they get back in session after Labor Day? Well, that uh, they, we, we expect a meeting of the full conference in the first week after they get back from Labor Day. Uh, so Ag Chairman Pat Roberts told me uh, that he wants to do that he's tentatively planned the meeting then. In the meantime, he is trying to get the staff uh, staff members on both sides to start making recommendations to the conferees on resolving some of the uh, toughest issues. So that sets up to start work, uh, really getting down to settling some issues in September. You just the problem is for for, for really getting uh, agreements on the toughest issues, be they payment limits, conservation, and SNAP, you've got to have some hard deadlines that force the two sides to cut a deal. Uh, so we'll see and how hard the leadership on both the, in both chambers pushes them to do that. Yeah, it seems like with Congress, a lot of times they won't get anything done until their backs are right up against the wall on a deadline, a deadline they can't move or feel they can't move because they're pretty good at moving those if they can, if they can get away with it. All right, Philip, thanks for the update, and uh, boy, we'll be talking a lot more about it very soon as we uh, get closer to September. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. Take care. Philip Brasher with AgriPulse. Meanwhile, on the trade front, uh, Mexico and the U.S. continue talking. Uh, they'll talk today for the fourth straight day on working out some type of a trade deal. Uh, it seems like uh, it's uh, moving in that direction, and then the, the hope is that'll put pressure on Canada to come in and, and get something done to uh, get NAFTA completely redone. Uh, there are 
uh, reports that the U.S. is preparing to give up a controversial proposal that would allow for American fruit and vegetable growers to use seasonal and regional data to make the case that Mexico is selling produce at unfairly low prices during certain times of the year. In exchange for that, Mexico would have to accept the U.S. demands on autos. Uh, that's according to a couple of sources uh, on the talks. So we'll see how that plays out, but it looks like uh, they continue to move forward, and we may be getting close to a deal announced between the U.S. and Mexico, but still some things to uh, work on, and it's going to be interesting to see the, the Canadian reaction to that. Farm Progress Show coming up at the end of the month, August 28th, 29th, and 30th. We'll talk with the director of the show, Matt Youngman, for a Farm Progress preview next on AOA Adams on Agriculture. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538 immediately. That's 800-955-4538. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything, editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-4538 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-4538. That's 800-955-4538. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538 for your free author submission kit. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water in incredible 144 times a day. You simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive a free DVD and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,000 savings coupon, including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with bottles starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-991-5852 for your free DVD and brochure. That's 800-991-5852. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-991-5852 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. 
Antonio H. told us, great company. Got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 11ignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.11ignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 11ignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. This Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Acuron Corn Herbicide from Syngenta, an upgrade for growers who don't settle for average. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Well, we're less than two weeks away from the show, August 28th to 29th and 30th. Director of Trade Shows for Farm Progress, Matt Youngman, is with us. And, Matt, I'm guessing things are starting to get pretty busy on the show site. Everything is really coming together, Mike. The, the energy has changed from planning to actually making the show come together. There's semi-loads coming in as fast as they can, full of equipment, tents, wood chips. Uh, everything it takes to put the show together is happening here on site. You know they're not used as much as they were in the early years of the Farm Progress Show, but still to this day, whenever I smell mulch or wood chip, uh, around wood chips, I think of the Farm Progress Show. You know, when you smell, and, and I'd add to that and say the vinyl from the tents has a very unique smell. Yeah. So you get here on site, and I, I am actually on site in the middle of the grounds right now, and the smell of wood chips and vinyl being unrolled to put up tents is a very unique scent. And it, uh, it will remind you of, of the Farm Progress Show, and that's exactly what it looks and smells like around here today. <laughs> How many times do you check the weather forecast? You know, I, I'm, I'm getting better about it, Mike. You know, I, the forecast is pretty accurate within about three days. So I don't stress too much about it. You can look at the trends and see that it's, for the week it's set up next week is going to be it's going to be nice and cool and, and good weather and it's not we're not going to have any great big rains that are going to cause us any problems so it's about as good as it can be right now for as much as we can trust it we've been talking uh, the last few weeks with uh, a couple of syngenta agronomists and they tell us that the crops uh, look pretty good should be ready to go for the for the show yeah i had a good meeting this morning actually uh looking over the field demo crops and sort of setting the setting the tentative plan for starting to roll combines Wednesday or Thursday of next week to start to take off the end rows and do the, get the tune-up going so that there's some area to get the tile, get the, the initial tile pieces in the ground for the tiling demo and, and have an area so the tillage tools can do set up. Um, we're, we're, in, we're in really good shape as far as the, as the field demonstrations are concerned. We're going to have more on the tiling demonstrations a little bit later on in the program. Uh, but you bring up a good point, Matt. Uh, for this to go smoothly those three days, it takes a lot of preparation and planning to make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah, you, you kind of, you know, it's, it's a great big machine, and everybody plays their part, and, and everybody's job is just as important as anybody else's. But you need to make sure that the, the lines of communication are open, and, and a lot of these players just do it with us when we're here in Boone. So you need to kind of get those introductions remade and, and talk about the things you learned from last year that they weren't part of and just just get everybody squared away and organized and, and all aiming in the right direction and knowing who to talk to when you run into any challenges. Starting to get some uh, press releases and information talking about different things that will be 
uh, unveiled at the Farm Progress Show. As you have reminded us, uh, there'll be some new things that will come out. Like in most shows, it's the great place to to really bring something new out, and a lot of companies like to do that, and uh, we're starting to hear about some of that. Yeah, you know, you and and I get so dug in here in getting the operations of the show. I miss a lot of that as it as it comes out. I hear about it later, but uh, you know, Agco is going to have that that scent uh, ideal combine. Uh, pretty excited about uh, getting a lot of of, of uh, traction with the floating tractor that Metos is doing. We're out there digging in the approach to the retention pond so that that tractor can go out there and float on that retention pond. Um, and then you know. Pretty much everybody else has got something new coming so that they can draw people to their lot. We're talking with Matt Youngman, Director of Trade Shows for Farm Progress. Farm Progress show coming up August 28th, 29th, and 30th in Boone, Iowa. Uh, Matt, set up for the Farm Progress show, sure a lot different now that you have the permanent sites. A lot different than it used to be when you moved around and you were basically just out in a field and you kind of had to create as you as you went. Uh a lot of times, setup was a lot more stressful in some of those shows. Yeah, it, it it is having the you know we have seven inches of concrete on all the roads out here, so so it allows us to get this setup done. Just that little bit of rain that we got yesterday during setup would have really put a put a damper on the activities today. But I can tell you that as you look around, there's activity going on all over the grounds, and and the place looks looks beautiful. We don't have anything over about four tenths of rain anywhere nearest in the forecast which is really just good dust control um we're 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 certainly a lot better off than we were in those days when we were just troubleshooting the mechanics and the utilities and the electrical lines and the water lines just to make the thing work with all that foundation and backbone in place it's a lot a lot more solid footing to to put the show together for these setup weeks sometimes i look back on that and wonder how you ever did it (laughs) I wonder how we did it too. When you when you think about what we used to do, I was a lot younger then, and so were you, Mike. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, talking with Matt Youngman, uh, director of trade shows for Farm Progress. So, Matt, take us through the schedule. Uh, here we are, under two weeks to go. How does this play out now between now and that opening day on the twenty eighth? Well, it's uh, we're we're at the transition point where the tent companies and landscaping companies are are starting to to get things wrapped up in terms of the pieces that the exhibitors need so we're at that transition point now where the company guys are starting to guys and gals are starting to show up the 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 trade show manager for 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 case ih for new holland are both came in yesterday john deere comes in tomorrow and so the company folks start to descend upon us here and and receive the equipment and start to do the setup um you know we'll be tuning uh, the, the next big landmark for us is going to be media day on wednesday we will take the media for a tour of the show ahead of time and then as soon as that media tour is over it's about getting the field demo fields opened up and ready to go most farmers are taking the hay off parking lots here this weekend so we'll go to work on laying out the parking lots get the admission tents up and you know then we're then we're kind of into it the weekend before the show and it's pretty much get the signs up get everything in place so that we're we are ready to put out fires, and we have our work done on, on the, the weekend before the show. Monday, the, the really tough day for setup, it, we want to be done with our thing so that we're able to handle exhibitor questions and problems. Yeah, those fields for parking, those are critical, having those ready. Uh, getting ready for your campers, that's a big part of it as well. Getting to be more and more all the time. Back in the 60s and 70s, 
I, I think every farmer had an airplane, and now I think every farmer has a camper because that camper lot just continues to get bigger and bigger and more full. And um, yeah, that's a that's a critical thing. We're we're really fortunate. We don't have any new seating this year on any of the parking lots, so all the parking lots are really well established and uh, shouldn't give us any problems. Even if we do get a little bit of rain during the show, we're we're in uh, we're in really good shape. Great parking lots, good host farmers to work with here in Boone, and um, uh, you know really really fortunate to 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 be here and have the great partnerships we've got in the community to get this show pulled together. You know, talking about having the two permanent sites, Boone, Iowa, and Decatur, Illinois, not only does it help uh, you in putting on the show, but the host farmers, it's not a shock to them uh, like it used to be in the old days when they find when it came to their farm, all that uh, they had to do and all that was going to happen to them. Now they've got experience. Uh, you know, they've got history under their belt as well. Well, you know, we talked about the team that it takes to put this together, and, and that's a pretty critical part of that team. And, and you know, having several of them under their belt, I think this is number five for them. They kind of know what's expected of them. And, and really, we've got the team in place that we're able to just kind of take it off their hands and, and, and take care of it for them. And, and you know, they, they probably trust us a lot more now than when, than when we first started this thing. It's, you know, they, they're confident in, in our abilities to – you know, put it, take care of their crop, take care of their farm, um, do it in such a way that they're not going to have any problem having getting a crop off those acres next year, uh, those kind of things. So, yeah, you know, it, it 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 certainly changes how they manage those acres. So, so it's it's not that it's no effort on their part. It's just a matter of they it, it, it's becoming a little bit old hat for them. So they're they're comfortable with what we're doing on their acres. Yeah, there's a trust factor there, that's for sure. Okay, uh, gates will open Tuesday, August 28th at what time? 8 o'clock in the morning, 8 to 5 on Tuesday and Wednesday, and 8 to 4 on Thursday. And what about those uh, field demonstrations that we've talked so much about because uh, people want to go out into the fields and watch that equipment work? What time are the field demonstrations? You're going to have combines roll at 11, and then you're going to talk to Aaron a little later today and talk about the tiling that's going to happen every day at noon. And then tillage tools at 2 o'clock. We also have the cattle handling demonstrations, which are really big here at an Iowa Farm Progress show. Those are at 10 and 2 in the livestock tent. All right. It'll be here before we know it, August 28th, 29th, and 30th in Boone, Iowa, this year's Farm Progress show, talking with the director of trade shows, Matt Youngman. Matt, uh, thanks for the report, and we'll see you soon. Looking forward to it, Mike. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Yep, it'll be here before we know it in this uh, Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Acuron Corn Herbicide from Syngenta, an upgrade for growers who don't settle for average. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Uh, The tiling demonstrations, that'll be a big feature this year at the Farm Progress Show, and a little bit later on we're going to talk with someone very much involved in that, so we'll have an idea of what people will have a chance to see at this year's Farm Progress Show. But coming up next, we're going to talk immigration. Are we getting close to another vote on immigration? And if so, what would that mean for agriculture? We'll talk with Paul Schlegel with the American Farm Bureau Federation coming up next on AOA Adams on Agriculture. Farmers are feeling the pain from President Trump's trade war. Brent Bible Farms in Lafayette, Indiana 
Today we farm about 5,000 acres and raise primarily corn and soybeans. Free trade is essential to the ag economy. This is not a war that I signed up for. It's not a war that I want to be drafted for. Our farm and many others like ours will be one of the first casualties of the trade war. President Trump stopped the trade war. Paid for by Farmers for Free Trade. TariffsHurt.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. We're excited to explore the topics that make a difference to agriculture. The Farm Bill, immigration reform, reducing regulations, trade, new technology, as well as infrastructure and health care. Through the year, Adams on Agriculture will originate on location from several major national meetings and events. Subscribe to the show's podcast at AmericanAgNetwork.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. Time now for a market check here on Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson from the American Ag Network. In the grains, we are rallying sharply in soybeans on this Thursday. Positive signs in corn and wheat, too. China's Commerce Ministry saying Thursday that a vice minister would travel to the U.S. at the invitation of the Treasury Department to discuss trade issues. The talks would be the first in more than two months. Soybean futures over 20 cents higher in early activity. The National Oilseed Processors Association saying U.S. soybean processors crushed 167.7 million bushels of soybeans in July. That was more than analysts were anticipating. Strong domestic demand for soybeans to crush into meal has been a bright spot for a market otherwise pressured by trade issues. The short-term moving average picture turned negative for November soybeans earlier this week. The 20-day moving average acting as resistance on intraday gains, but that is now in the rearview mirror at 885 and a quarter. We are trending Above it, an hour into the day on this Thursday. In corn, the 20-day moving average at 376 and three-quarters has been resistance. We're about four cents above that now, an hour into the trading day. For the wheats, we're trending 11 to 12 higher in the winter wheats of Chicago and Kansas City. Minneapolis spring wheat trending eight to nine cents higher. For livestock at the Merck, a rally underway once again in lean hog futures, $1.35 to $2.35 higher. Some traders said to be more optimistic that the U.S. could reach a deal with Mexico over the North American Free Trade Agreement. Live cattle futures, a narrow mix near unchanged early on this Thursday. Feeder cattle flat to $0.45 cents lower. The Dow up 319 points. Crude oil near unchanged. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture, presented by the American Ag Network. I'm Rusty Halverson. What if you had a medical emergency away from home? What you need is Mobile Help, America's premier mobile medical alert system. Most systems only work at home, but with Mobile Help, you get help outside the home with coverage nationwide on one of the largest cellular networks at the press of a button. I press the button, and lo and behold, the emergency came within minutes. Mobile Help did save my life. No question about that. Call Mobile Help now for a free color brochure. We'll send you everything you need, including the base station, the patented mobile device, the waterproof pendant and wrist button. You can also add the fall button that automatically detects falls and signals help. Call today and receive a risk-free 30-day trial. There's no equipment to buy and no long-term contract. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free emergency key box with your plan purchase. Remember, mobile help keeps you safe coast to coast. Call 800-930-6137 now for your free mobile help brochure. That's 800-930-6137. Again, 800-930-6137. Information farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. 
Well, we talked earlier about when the House gets back in session next month, things will pick back up on the farm bill. But what about immigration? Let's talk about that with Paul Schlegel, Managing Director, Public Policy and Economics for the American Farm Bureau Federation. Paul, thanks for joining us. Will we get an immigration vote next month? We're working like crazy to get one, and I feel, uh, I can't say I'm 100% sure, but um, we're, we're getting good responses. All of our uh, State Farm Bureaus and other ag organizations are talking to members over the August recess, and, and uh, the response has been generally good, so I'm cautiously optimistic. What will they be voting on? Well, the, the, bill, the bill number is H.R. 6417. It's called the Ag and Legal Workforce Act. It was introduced by uh, Congressman uh, Bob Gildad, who chairs the House Judiciary Committee. It was introduced in July, shortly before they left. It would be two principal components. One would be establishing a new guest worker program for agriculture to replace the existing H-2A program. And the second part of the bill would uh, uh, mandate E-Verify on various it would sort of be a phased-in implementation, but those are the two principal components of the bill. Now, the last time it looked like uh, we were getting close to a vote, things kind of fell apart. Wasn't E-Verify a big part of the problem on that? Um, I don't know. I, I, if you listen to um, the discussions we have had with some of the leadership offices, the, the way things appear to have played out, the bill was introduced about 10 days or so before the House broke for recess. And what they told us, a number of members had said to them, look, the bill just got introduced. I want to make sure I know what's in it before we move ahead. There was no objections. There were no policy differences. So even though members were told, look, this is this E-Verify has been in previous iterations that have been on the floor for which members voted, the members, I guess, reasonably were just say, look, let's not rush this thing, make sure I have a comfort level. And that seems to be the principal thing. So I don't know it was a policy problem with E-Verify. There clearly are issues there that some members question, but I don't think we have a real policy problem to deal with based on what we're hearing from our uh, discussions with members across the country. Now, we heard about some issues some, that were raised in California. Ha- have those been resolved? Well, the, no, the California issues um, um, are, and it maybe is a little more accurate to say they're not strictly California issues, but in California they might have a little bit more prominence, relate to how the, the current workers in agriculture are treated under the legislation. And uh, we at American Farm Bureau, we're, we have endorsed uh, the Gildot Bill, we're supporting it, but we recognize that some of the provisions relating to our current workforce um, can be improved and ought to be improved, and we have not relinquished our right and our desire to try to get those provisions improved once the bill passes the House and moves to the Senate. So it's true California has some concerns that have made them hesitate to they're not supporting the bill some of the california organizations but i don't think that particular set of issues is one that other people in agriculture like american farm bureau and others or national milk producers we're all still going to continue work and try to make them better as the process moves forward we're talking with paul schlegel with the american farm bureau federation paul just recently we had in the news uh, some uh, raids on some agribusinesses, bringing really this immigration issue and the, the labor force issue uh, back uh, to the forefront. 
Yeah, um, and, and truthfully, in the back of everybody's mind, that's the kind of Damocletian sword that, that, that's hanging over people's heads that, that, that people are concerned about. And, and the thing, it's the thing we've tried to point out to members to say, number one, we have, because the system's broken, we have a labor force now, the higher labor we have, to a, an, a very large degree is not documented properly, and that's not farmers' fault because the law requires them to accept the papers people have. And so we are vulnerable to these kinds of raids and enforcement actions. So, number one, we're asking for a better system so we don't have to face you know, that, that threat. And secondly, if, you're, if people are going to move ahead and enforce, that's just unfair to farmers to say they're living under a system that they had no chance to, to – we've been asking for it to be changed for 20 years – and um, we don't we don't want to see somebody have their operation shut down because they're enforced against. That's just not right. Looking at the calendar, Paul, I mean, the House is out this month. They come back in September. Yeah. Probably about everyone will leave town in October to start, you know, really on the campaign trail for the November election. So that leaves a pretty short window to get something done now. You're asking me all these negative questions, aren't you, Mike? I mean, <laughs> I'm afraid so, yeah. Uh, well, you know, number one, it's true. It's a short calendar. That's very true. That does not mean, however, that we can't get this bill passed by the House. I, I again, I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, we're 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 not seeing a groundswell of opposition out in the country. No member saying there's no way I'm going to vote for this. You know, we have we have we just got another co-sponsor uh, uh, from. Uh, Pennsylvania. I've heard this informally, a Democrat. And so we, we already have publicly three Democrats on the bill. We've not had Democrats on other immigration bills. So there's a lot of good stuff that's going on, and we want to build on that. Now, if it happens that at the end of this Congress we have not been able to enact a new statute, we're going to have to start over next year. And so the more foundations we can build this year, getting a bill passed and a program out there and people get comfortable with it, the better our chances in the near term. And so we have to keep that in mind as well. Okay, I'm going to try to, th- I'm going to, try to think more optimistically here now, okay? So what, <laughs> I wish you would do that, yes. Okay, what's going on on the Senate side? If this passes in the House, what about on the Senate side? Well, I, I will be very happy to come back on your program and tell you what we're doing over there. It's true we're going to have some work to do, but there were votes already in the Senate previously on this. The Senate, historically, for the last few years, has said that they want to see what the House can produce, and if the House can pass this bill, that gives us a leg up. We're going to be working like the Dickens to get something done, Um, but they know that people over there in the Senate are watching what the House is doing, and so I don't feel we're starting from zero. We're going to, we'll have some earlier work to build on, and um, we'll be talking to our friends over there, see what we can get done. And explain for us again if this what you're trying to get done as far as as an ag labor uh, issue is concerned what this would mean the improvements that we would see to make it better for uh attracting and and retaining an ag labor workforce oh oh sure the, the bill uh, and uh, the board of the american farm bureau unanimously voted to endorse this and if you look at the guest worker program it establishes which would replace h2a Number one, it opens it up to all of agriculture, dairy, mushrooms, year-round livestock, everybody. So that that is a huge, huge improvement. 
Number two, it gives an uh, implementation authority to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, not the Department of Labor. That's a big improvement. It makes the wage far more market-based as opposed to the artificial wage in H-2A today. Um, it, it's less burdensome and, and uh, bureaucratic for growers. Um, it has a three-year visa for workers who come here as opposed to the 10-month visa today in H-2A, and it allows what we call at-will workers. So a worker who comes here, say he has a he has a three-year visa, but he has a six-month job, and he finishes that job in six months, that worker is then free to migrate to other agricultural employers in the country for the next two and a half years. So, and that that's important to places like California and Florida where they want to make sure that they can mimic the current labor uh, situation. So on that score, that program is very, very good. And, and so that's, that's the principal way. The other issue is our current workforce. Those workers are important to us. They help sustain our sector today. We want to make sure the final provisions we have protect them and support them, and that's what we're going to work for. So it's a, on the whole, it's a very, very good bill. We've been hearing for some time how difficult it is to get, uh, uh, whether it's seasonal workers for, say, fruits and vegetable operations or, or year-round workers on dairy operations, but we're also hearing now it's getting harder to get uh, workers into uh, processing plants, packing plants in, in, in communities around the country. That, that is true, and I don't think that's a new phenomenon, but this bill includes processing as part of its provisions. Now, that is that is the sort of, it's related to agriculture, it's important to us, but that has been, Chairman Goodlatte has been focused on that, and that's important to him and some of the processing sectors. So, yes, that that's a very important part of the bill. Our priorities uh, for growers are to make sure that we can get the workers on the farms, but clearly processing is a part of the overall problem, and we we support that part of the bill. All right, so after Labor Day, hopefully we'll see some action. How quickly, you think, once they get back? Um, Well, uh, my crystal ball is not completely clear on that question. I'm hopeful, and what we are doing over the month of August, and we have about a little more than two weeks to go, is that by the time Labor Day rolls around, we will have a reasonably good idea of uh, we will have reached out to members across the country. We'll have a reasonably good idea of where the votes are. We can present that to leadership, and I'm hopeful leadership will say, okay, we agree with you, let's move forward. And so it's tough to predict, but I'm hopeful not too, too long after Labor Day. Okay, we're going to think positive thoughts, and we'll talk again in September about the bill, right? That'd be great. And hopefully even talk about it getting passed. (laughs) I sure hope so. (laughs) We've been waiting a long time. Paul, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Good to be with you. Paul Schlegel, Managing Director, Public Policy and Economics for the American Farm Bureau Federation, as uh, the work continues to try to get something done to improve the guest worker program for agriculture. And we'll see if they they can get that done when the, the House gets back in session next month. Well, we talked earlier about the Farm Progress Show, and uh, this year there's going to be quite a a tiling demonstration that will take place. And we're going to talk with Aaron Cassing, Vice President of Marketing for Timewell Drainage Products out of Illinois, about what the folks will see going on at the Farm Progress Show in that demonstration. Stay with us. This is AOA Adams on Agriculture. Hello, 
I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I'd wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or I'd feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. Well, when I invented my pillow, I wanted it so you could adjust the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not how much time we spend in bed. It's how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all my own manufacturing in my home state of Minnesota. I have a 10-year warranty, and you can wash and dry my pillow. And here's my best offer ever. That's right. Get 50% off the four-pack of two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. To order, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-871-7280 and use promo code FARM11. Get 50% off the four-pack of two premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. Call 800-871-7280 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code FARM11. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538. Immediately. That's 800-955-4538. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography, and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-4538 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-4538. That's 800-955-4538. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538 for your free author submission kit. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our safety. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Farmers are feeling the pain from President Trump's trade war. Brent Bible farms in Lafayette, Indiana. Today we farm about 5,000 acres and raise primarily corn and soybeans. Free trade is essential to the ag economy. This is not a war that I signed up for. It's not a war that I want to be drafted for. Our farm and many others like ours will be one of the first casualties of the trade war. President Trump, stop the trade war. Paid for by Farmers for Free Trade. TariffsHurt.com. 
Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. To try Power Swabs risk-free, call 866-504-0276. That's 866-504-0276. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 866-504-0276. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. Well, at this year's Farm Progress Show in Boone, Iowa, coming up August 28th, 29th, and 30th, tiling demonstrations will be at the uh, the Boone site for the first time. Timewell Drainage Products from Timewell, Illinois, and Farm Progress uh, announcing their partnership to have tile drainage installation demonstrations at the Boone site uh, starting this year. And uh, tiling demonstrations will take place at noon each day of the three-day event August 28th, 29th, and 30th. Joining me now is Aaron Cassing, Vice President of Marketing for Timewell Drainage Products. Aaron, it's been a while. Good to talk to you again. Thanks for being with us. You too, Mike. What an honor. It, uh, it has been a while, and it's been great to, uh, to watch and follow your, uh, your successes and all the wonderful things you do for agriculture over the past many decades. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we go back. Uh, we go back a long ways. Uh, well, let's talk about. Let's look forward. Let's look ahead to the Farm Progress Show and tell us what folks will see when they go out to the fields at noon each day at the at the show. Tell us about the the tiling demonstrations. Mike, I am uh, I am absolutely on fire for what we have coming up for everybody uh, uh, in these demonstrations and really really at the show because there's. There's just no doubt about it. Um, there is a drainage rush that's on throughout the Corn Belt, and our objective with the uh, with the demonstrations and with the folks we've partnered with uh, at the show and with the show itself is to you know encourage people to do it now and do it right. Uh, so what we uh, what we will have in the demonstrations for folks is a complete look at the different types of. Uh, uh, equipment. We have contractors that have come in from all over the state. We'll show different uh, uh, methods of installations, different styles. Uh, we'll show a modern drainage system of three inch on on forty foot spacings to to help increase yields, but also really to help uh, uh, increase the manageability uh, of the farm. And, and bringing to that, you know, we're in ca- we're in some tight cash times. Uh, want to introduce folks to a way, some ways to help cash flow um, the pattern tiling that they may want. But another piece, Mike, that you know is really important, especially in Iowa, we want to encourage folks to do this right. So we partnered with Iowa Soybean Association and Iowa State University uh, and the Iowa Ag Water Alliance to uh, share with folks some of the edge of field practices that are so necessary and that we want folks to plan for 
when doing a doing a pattern tiling system. Well, this has become not only popular for various reasons, but it's also become critical uh, and an issue that we look so much at, you know, in water quality, water drainage, and, and things like this. Now, as you point out, doing it right is the key, so you, you'll be emphasizing designing a, a pattern tile system that uh, provides uh, significant management benefits, right? Absolutely. The, uh, you know, when, when you look at pattern tiling, Mike, the things that, that people are really going to now is they're understanding that, hey, if I plant for 200 bushel corn, I fertilize for 200 bushel corn, and, and all my other inputs are at that level, and I miss it by 25%, that kills my budget. But if I can come in in a window that's, we'll say, within 5 to 10% of that, which I can do when I'm managing my water, well, that helps you be a better manager. That helps you set a budget and run a business. And, of course, in doing so, we want to make sure that folks are looking at the most modern practices, looking at edge of field practices uh, like biofilters, which will have uh, one of those dug in so people can see as they load at the tram, and just get those concepts, those ideas out there so people, when they are doing uh, their projects, working with their contractors, they're planning uh, and doing these types of things to keep all of our nutrients in the fields. Yeah, we know the benefits of uh, of getting that water off those fields, but there's also that issue of uh, keeping those nutrients on those fields. So what's coming out of those tiles, uh, that's watched very closely these days. It is, Mike. You know, that's, that's a dynamite point, and, and that's why it's so important that we get the messaging across and that we show the examples that we'll be showing there, uh, both with ISU and Iowa Soybean Association, of a biofilter. We will have, have one of those dug in so people can see exactly what that is all about. Uh, and, it's, and it's just critical in the planning uh, of any drainage system. And it's really a responsibility uh, as we move forward. Uh, things are, are becoming tighter and tighter uh, all over uh, the Corn Belt and any growing area uh, in terms of our nutrient management. And this gives you an opportunity to do that. Well, this is quite a stage uh, for this demonstration, really an international stage, because there'll be people there from other countries uh, watching these demonstrations. Oh, yes, absolutely. Every year at the Farm Progress Show, we spend spend a lot of time with folks from out of country uh, talking about uh, the products, the services, the benefits, uh, and and that is a unique opportunity as well. So the demonstrations, the tiling demonstrations, will take place at noon each day of the Farm Progress Show, weather permitting. And tell us what people will actually see, what will be going on. What Take us through what you're going to show them. Absolutely. We want to give them a show, okay, number one. We will have uh, six contractors that are from all over the state of Iowa with different types of equipment, uh, different brands of equipment that will be out there. We want to show you the different methodologies of plowing back and forth over the main. Uh, some of the uh, demonstrations will have the, the plows starting from set ends. We will have some fantastic operators out there that will show people what it takes to actually dig up the main tile line and make the connections and all of the things necessary, Mike, to put in a drainage system that is, that is very impactful uh, and very effective. Um, of course, they're going to see you know some of the just the normal things, stringing tile and the the entire process, uh, 
But, but what I think is, is really critical and will be really important to the folks that attend is they're going to be able to talk with someone from their region. Um, regardless of where they, where they come from, they're going to have somebody there in the field, Mike, that understands uh, their soil types, and not just the soil types, but the permeability, because that's really what it, what it comes down to when we start designing systems. And that'll be a big part of it as well to give people yep. the opportunity to talk with those professionals. Great. Aaron, good to talk with you again. I'll see you in Iowa, okay? Look forward to it, Mike. Thank you, sir. Take care. Aaron Cassing, Vice President of Marketing for Timewell Drainage Products, Timewell, Illinois, and they'll be putting on those tiling demonstrations at the Farm Progress Show later this month. That does it for today. Thanks for joining us on AOA Adams on Agriculture. <music> 